What do plants need to grow? Soil, sunlight, and water. The real question, what do you need to grow? Hi, Ed. This is Tech. Real talk, real teachers, real tech leaders, and concrete next steps for upskilling your career. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Hi, Ed. This is Tech podcast. I'm Anna, joined as always by Rob. Rob. Hey everyone, thanks again for joining. And today we're super excited to be talking to two wonderful guests. I'll intro the first one, who is uh, Shauna Delaney, who is a transitioning teacher based out of South Dakota. She has been teaching since 2012, and I'm really interested to learn about kind of the direction she's wanting to go. You have a really strong background on the instructional side. I know you're interested in customer success, so I can't wait to dive into it. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and to talk with all of you today. Um, Yeah, my background for the last three years, I have been an instructional leader. Um, So I get to be a coach for teachers, um, the reading specialist, lead professional development and PLCs. I lovingly refer to myself as the Swiss Army knife in the building. I love that metaphor. That's awesome. Um, Great. Well, I'll let Rob intro our leader then that we have on the podcast this week. Sure. And today we have Noelle Carino, a personal friend of mine, and and she's been in ed tech for a while. I'm looking at your background here, Noelle. So implementation, account executive, sales, and recently transitioned over to director of customer success at your current organization, Hazel Health. Um, I do at some point during the podcast want to share how Noelle and I have met each other, uh, but I do want to pass it over to Noelle for a little bit of a deeper introduction. Absolutely. Thank you, Rob. Good to see you all. And so my name is Noelle Carino and I, Shauna, am going to steal your metaphor and feel like I am the Swiss army knife of ed tech at this point. So as Rob said, I have done a little bit of everything here as Rob has, which is awesome. It gives us a lot of insight into what is going on. I am the manager of customer success at Hazel Health, which is a um, telehealth company providing children whole child care, health care, mental and physical while they're in school. So meeting students where they are. So really just excited to be here with all of you. Great. And maybe I could jump in here now and kind of give the background between Noelle and I. Um, So I was a transitioning teacher once as well, and I was having conversations with a company uh, where the leader was located out on the West Coast, and they were looking for an East Coast uh, sales rep. And I was having some some really good conversations, and um, it just didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, it turns out someone else in my state of New Jersey got the role, and I noticed it on LinkedIn, and that's when I reached out um, really to, to make a connection, and then this was, Noelle was the person that beat me out for the role, right? So I know there's a lot of transitioning teachers that, you know, um, maybe aren't getting the role that they would like, but I uh, I took this as a great opportunity to introduce myself and, and make a connection, even though I took the loss. Um, and I got to say, Noelle's been one of the best people I've met in ed tech and certainly I would call a friend at this point. And, um, yeah, just super excited to kind of have her in my tribe and, uh, thanks again. 
Thanks, Rob. I remember that story now. I'm cringing a little bit, but loved uh, loved when you came up to me at that conference and said, Noel, I am Rob. And it, it was all history from there. So thank you. So how'd you beat him out? <laughs> I wish I knew what I did. Well, I could start with why I lost. Noel has a lot more experience. Noel, and, and here's the thing, right? Like, Noel, I could get it. Noel was the better fit. Noelle was definitely the better fit. She had the background. She had the blend. Um, she was able to take the reins here on the on the East Coast. And so from a company standpoint, I, I fully understand why they'd go with someone like Noelle. At that time, I was still in the classroom. I had no ed tech experience or sales experience, right? So for me, what was a hopeful, you know, I, I can understand why they would go with Noelle. Thanks, Rob. That's very precious. <laughs> And I'm wondering then, Shauna, for you, like, can you talk a little bit about the direction you're wanting to go in and just kind of give us a background on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I have just kind of started the beginning of my journey and looking at uh, transitioning and where I can continue to grow in my um, career. I have had um, a wonderful advantage. Um, I first started out my career, I was the director Um, of youth programs at our local university. And so I really was in charge of all the K-12 outreach and really getting kids um, interested in engineering and science and finding different ways to get them excited about that. And then I transitioned into um, the classroom as a fifth grade teacher, and I did that for five years. And then I've moved on um, to an instructional leader um, aspect. And I've really enjoy growing and finding ways that I can continue to develop um, and really learn and hone in on skills that I enjoy doing. And so I've learned a lot in these past three years and I've taught the, they have taught me the skills that I want to continue pursuing and really strengthen in my career as I go forward. So that's kind of what's brought me to the forefront of looking at transitioning and seeing where I can best be a best fit and and help out and continue to grow and learn. I'd love to jump in there if that's okay. I've got I wanted to add something to what what Shauna just said if that's okay Anna and Rob. Shauna just really summed up so many of those initial reasons why transitioning teachers are such a great fit for ed tech because she's clearly a lifelong learner. It's a great transitional uh, piece to have on your team when folks are interested in learning. She also talked about these different transitions that she had, and really it was about growth and finding her right fit, being flexible, being able to pivot, building on your skill sets. Like Those are all things that are just a perfect fit in an ed tech world. And so I just loved everything you just said, Shauna. Thank you, Noelle. I appreciate it. What how do you, how, what is your advice for how to like best showcase those, those skills, those, um, you know, the beyond just the resume, how do you really expand on it and showcase those? Sure. Well, you're doing it right now. I think networking and, and connecting with the right people is one way to, to do that. And, and learning from others, as Rob said, he came 
from that classroom experience. Rob's a coach. Rob has that that background and and brought that this way. Um, I came from a small business background, and I think really just leaning on those skill sets um, and and highlighting them versus saying, "Hey, I don't have any." Um, ed tech experience, or I've never been in customer success, or it's really easy to say things like that and kind of pull yourself out of the realm. And instead, you could take all of these great things and celebrate them because people are looking for people just like you. I know I was. And so um, keep talking about it, LinkedIn, conferences, all that kind of good stuff. Well, I'm kind of wondering if, if maybe we can dig in a little bit here. Your background, like we highlighted, has been uh, multi-dimensional, right? With implementation, then sales, and now customer success. Do you mind providing like a brief overview of kind of the skill sets required or that you see in each of those departments? And, and maybe it'll help some transitioning teachers kind of see where they have the most interest based on the skills. Absolutely. So when I started in implementation, it was it was quite by accident. It happened to be with Achieve 3000, which is a really well-known, well-respected company that happens to be in my backyard. I didn't know anything about ed tech. I didn't know anything about differentiated reading and learning. I do not have a classroom experience and I wish that I did. Um, but coming into implementation, what I really needed there was tenacity because it can be difficult to get people to um, follow through with trainings and get scheduled and get excited about things. And so you have to be really persistent and excited about what you're doing to get others excited. And then certainly that element of organization in order to keep that implementation on track is absolutely critical. In sales, it was again, persistence, tenacity, right, Rob? And, And really just sort of, hitting the pavement, building those relationships, um, really strong communication, that follow-up, doing what you say you're going to do. Um, All of those things are really important. And then customer success is my real, what I would like to say is my real niche. It hits all of my strengths, um, thinking about empathy, um, passion for my mission, being a builder owner type of person, somebody who wants to really collaborate and get something done. Um, I've always been very action oriented and and want to um, move things in the right direction. And again, implementing, building on all of those other things though, the relationship building, following through what you say you're going to do, tenacity, persistence, all of those kind of great skills. Well, and one of the things I wanted to jump in there, if that's okay, is, I mean, hearing that it's like, I think that's such an effective explanation. And one of the things I was wondering too, because you obviously worked at Achieve 3000, you didn't necessarily have that education background, but now you're outside of ed tech, right? Like, what are some of the things that you think make ed tech unique uh, in terms of an experience for a career? I find I find ed tech so different than anything I've ever done before. I, I don't even know that I could put my finger on it. So one of the experiences that I've had in my career is running a chamber of commerce. And as the CEO of the chamber of commerce, I got to work with businesses of all types, all sizes, all backgrounds, different industries. It was very, uh, there was lots of variety. And I have never come across a business like EdTech. So I think there's a lot of things that are really interesting and unique about it. One for me is that passion for uh, mission and 
who can't be, get behind education for students and really wanting to move progress uh, forward by adding technology, leveraging technology, making things easier for folks, um, connecting them where they need to be. I find it to be just, you know, for me, one of my personal pillars is education. And so being able to be in this field and um, not just learn every day, but impact education and learning for others is really super special to me. Very unique. Yeah, maybe we could dig in a little bit here in the ed tech field here with uh, with Shauna. Um, curious, out of the three roles you heard described by, by Noel, which one for you is sticking out the most that you feel has the best fit for you? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I um, am definitely looking at the customer success aspect. Something um, that I have been able to grow in my strengths is that advocacy and kind of being a little bit in the middle, right? Where I have teachers who I'm advocating for and students who I'm advocating for with the district um, and administration. But I also, my role has to be to advocate for the district and the administration as well. So finding that best fit in how we can um, make everyone happy and be successful has been something I've really enjoyed doing and looking at. So that brings me a question um, up for you, Noel, if you don't mind. So you previously said that, or you said that you had previous experience, excuse me, into, in a sales role from customer success. So how do you feel that that has benefited you versus someone without a sales role? It really has. So where your education background will benefit you, my sales background benefited me. And the reason for that is because where customer success comes in, at least at my organization, is post-sales. So after the deal is done and then you're caring for these uh, wonderful partners, district schools, all different stakeholders, having that pre-sales sort of experience allowed me to see the whole process and the conversations that happen at the district level. How did the district make the decision? What is important to them? Who are their key stakeholders at the school level that are really important? So that when I come in at a post-sales level, I understand that those conversations have already happened. The district is well aware of what they're doing here and why they partnered with the organization and how I can help them be successful because that all took place. We all, you know, it's all already established and written. And so having the inner workings of the process and what the district and schools have gone through to get to the post-sales part with customer success, I feel like is really um, something that's invaluable to me to have that background. Thank you. I appreciate that. So that kind of brings up another question, if you don't mind. Um, I know a lot of transitioning educators are looking, you know, at customer success is, is a huge field right now. And so it is very competitive. Is that, would you recommend as someone as an entry role to really truly dive into looking at a sales role and um, that as a stepping point into getting into a customer success as you move forward? My, my super short answer is no. I do not necessarily think those things are related. I do think that there is something to having that background and moving to customer success. And Rob, if I'm not mistaken, that was something you did in your career as well, right? That blend of sales and customer success post and pre-sales. Is that right? Do I have that right? No, I've, I've been fully on the, the sales side. 
fully on sales. Okay. My apologies. I apologize for that. Um, so on, on our team right now, we actually are, are split pretty equally between folks who have a, some sort of sales background, um, coming from either health tech, ed tech, um, different things like that, as well as educators and transitioning former educators and administrators. And then also folks who are coming from a youth and family services background, which also lends itself really interestingly. So I don't think one size fits all and it's sales to customer success. There's definitely a benefit. And then there's a benefit coming from education in or um, different types of backgrounds. And so I'm, I want to go right off of that. So I think that's a really interesting perspective because I I have given the advice out there to go through sales first, but I think in part, it depends on the organization and you, your organization right now, like you were saying, like there are the people with that, like youth and family background, which is great that they're being brought into that customer successful. Cause just like a teacher will understand how to work with the school district. It's that same fit. So what would be your advice looking for the organizations that would be willing to take that chance on someone who doesn't have that perfect, and I'm saying this is a podcast, no one can see, I realize, but I'm saying it in air quotes, that perfect background, right? Because I think they see sales and they're like, okay, great. Like this person could do this job. So how do you find that right organization? Well, this is probably not going to be a popular answer, but my gut is going to say, if you're looking at organizations who only want the air quote, perfect, uh, you know, transition and, and pathway to it, find a different organization. And so one thing that I would do is um, there are so many opportunities on LinkedIn that folks are sharing freely. And it's really the resources there to dig in to see who else is working there. What are their backgrounds? Where did they come from? What what are they offering in their job descriptions? How are they positioning themselves in their companies? Talking with folks who already work there and, and see how they feel about it. Um, I, I think, and I'll, I'm going to go that Rob feels this way too. I think that LinkedIn is just invaluable to kind of do some research and, and really figure out what that good fit is. Um, there is definitely something to sales and customer success working together. I just don't know that it's an automatic, um, you know, pathway or best path. Hey, well, I'm going to, I'm going to agree to the LinkedIn part that you mentioned, Noel, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I, I think the one kind of stipulation I would kind of put on this whole topic is that sometimes you have to be willing to take a role that isn't perfect for you right now, right? So if you're not getting this, what happened to me, I tried for years to get into CS. And then I decided to change my mindset and look at something different and and be more open to sales. And I think the first year, the goal was to get into sales and then migrate CS. And what happened for me was I just fell in love with sales and I've been enjoying it ever since I got in. So that was like a change of plan too. And to add, this is actually like a piece of advice I give a lot because I do think when you go into teaching, right? Like you're like, that's my career, right? Like I'm going to be a teacher. It's like a single path. But in business, you do move around a lot. So, and this doesn't even have to do with like sales versus CS, but really any role. I'm like, don't worry about finding the perfect role. Find the role that's like a step in the right direction that feels good and feels like there's opportunity with it. But it's definitely not like a, and I think you would agree with this, Noel. I mean, like looking at your career, you've done a lot of things. So it's like, you didn't, 
you weren't just, you didn't get into implementation, right? That was your first job and then your only implementation. So it's, you move around a lot and that's very common. I agree. And I would take it even one step further and say, to really think holistically around the organization you're going into too. So maybe it's not that perfect fit role. I absolutely agree with that. And and who knows what that is because once you're in it, you just don't know until you're really there and, and kind of get acclimated. But if you can find a really strong organization that is supportive of you, they're, they really are living their mission. And so is their team day in and day out, which is hard to find. I think that's harder to find than that even harder to find than the perfect fit job. But if you can find the company you're meant to be at and then be surrounded with leaders who want you to be in the right role, those roles will start to open up, I believe, for you in that, either in that company or you'll be connected to them another way. But I'm a firm believer in finding the right company fit too. Okay. So I'll jump in. I, I think, yeah, it's important to find that company you feel that will like take care of you and nurture you and grow you. So this is, I mean, it's kind of like my last question, but what are some of those values you look for in the companies that are willing to grow their people? And that, what are those signs that you would give someone like, this seems like a positive company to be at? Yeah. That's a, that's, it's a great question. Um, So, you know, I would be looking for companies that, are so when I came to Hazel, for example, we're we're a healthcare company, and so we're taking care of, or you know, we we provide healthcare in 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 a way through virtual um, technology. I thought that was fantastic, and the first question that I asked my hiring manager was, "I think it's wonderful that we take care of these students. Absolutely imperative and very important." How does Hazel care for its teammates? How are we internally caring for one another? And so I think a company who can answer that in a way that's more than like, oh, here is a list of our benefits, um, you know, or something to that effect, there's more to it than that. And some of it is intangible. And again, some of it you won't know until you're, you are there. But I do think you can glean just a ton from the um, teammates and, you know, I'll go back to LinkedIn again, Rob, in spirit with you. You know, are those teammates shouting out about their company on LinkedIn? Do you see them wearing the clothes? You know, do they feel really good sort of sharing that they're at that company and and, um, talking about it? I think that's all really, really, really important. Um, But I feel like a company that is accountable, they are innovating in a space they're doing what they say they're going to do and, and following through and making making right and good on things is absolutely imperative. So as you're even going through the interview process, that should be a fantastic, outstanding experience for you. If they let you know, they should let you know how many rounds you're going to go through, what you can expect in those rounds. Are you meeting in a panel interview or are you meeting, are you doing a presentation? Um, what can you expect? Even as far as you'll be doing this on Google Meets versus Google Zoom, like setting you up for success throughout that hiring process so that you know exactly what you're walking into as if you're already part of the organization, you'll want to feel completely at home, even though it's a little bit of an awkward situation. 
I love that you brought up the interview process because I cannot tell you how many times I'm talking to transitioning teachers and I'm like, this interview process is hell. I keep feeling like they ghost me and then they come back three weeks later and there's all these extra rounds of interviews. And I'm always like, that is a sign that you don't want to be at that company. Like that's that. like, obviously I've been there and it's terrible, but I'm like, just say you don't want to do it anymore. Like drop out of the process. It's not, so it really is. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The interview process is indicative of the company. My, my question was, Noelle, how many rounds? What's your magic number? Oh, so I think it's fair to do, depending on the, the role, I think in a customer success role, it's fair to do three or four. So maybe thinking through a phone screen, you know, general fit of, of a person. Great. This person understands the general under, you know, general job description, the salary band, that type of stuff. Okay. We've got this fit. Okay, fine. Then moving on to maybe a one-on-one interview with somebody on the team, um, maybe from there doing more of like a panel interview with a couple of cross-functional teammates. And then I've started leaning toward asking for a presentation and that's for a number of reasons. We are in a super virtual world and we have to be able to communicate and train people virtually. We have to be able to do it. And if we can't connect through Zoom, Maybe we can connect in person, but if you have to connect on Zoom, I want to know that you can do it. And so that's been really important to me. The other thing about the presentation for me is it really shows us how you think. And so we're giving this general sort of make this five to 10 minute presentation on a product that you love and, you know, get me set up for success. Some people can do that and some people cannot. They get super stuck. Um, and I want to see how the person thinks. Were they able to go outside of the box? Did they do their research? Are they personable? Um, did they ask me any questions? Did they pause or did they just kind of spit out all kinds of information? Just basic sort of soft skills, I think. That brings up a question that I have, Noel, if you don't mind. Um, what qualities does your like top performing customer success um, manager, you know, specialists that you have, what qualities do they have that really set them apart that make them your top performer? Yeah, it's, it's an amazing question and people come to mind and it warms my heart because I have this amazing team that's just fantastic and everybody just has different strengths and gifts that they bring to the team. But ultimately, I think the thing that sets folks apart is when they can really innovate because some people will get really stuck in, I've got to do A, B, and C each week, and I'll block it on my calendar. And there is something to consistency and sticking through um, you know, things to see how it turns out. And then there's times you just have to experiment. And we have teammates who just experiment. They do things that are totally out of the box, they're in the evenings and in the weekends, which, you know, on, on the weekends, which are not typically things that us in ed tech are doing or in education, but they're really going out there and meeting families and meeting staff. And um, I, I have a, a CSM who chaperoned a student dance last week and was able to get in front of all these parents because guess what? The parent had to come back to pick up the students. And so they were able to really share and connect. And she just had a blast and she got to go to a school dance on a Saturday night. It sounded like fun to me. Thank you. I love that. And I, th I think that that's so important in education as well. Um, you have to be prepared. Okay, if you have a 
huge PowerPoint ready to go for your lesson and all of a sudden your technology goes out, how are you going to rescue this lesson? You you know, you can't just freeze and um, let the 20, 10-year-olds stare at you and create chaos for, <laughs> for the next half hour. It's You have to figure it out. You have to just be flexible and, like you said, innovative and ready to go and um, just looking for those new opportunities to um, expand and, and make it work, figure it out. Yes, I, I totally agree. And I think that, you know, and so for you, Shauna, on the other side, I'd love to hear one of the things that I also want to add that's really important is the necessity of coming into a school building and knowing your role there. So every vendor wants to be a partner to their school district. They don't want to be known as a vendor. None of us want to be, but we want to be that partner. Um, that said, even though we're the subject matter expert on our side, those teachers, the principal, the school nurse, they are the subject matter expert in their in their house, in the school. And so I'm curious from your perspective, what you think will be, if you were a customer success manager, what would be the most challenging part about being on the other side? So now you're walking into the building as a partner versus a staff member, a you know, member of that family. What do you see as maybe the hardest part for you to potentially overcome? And what do you think would set you apart? That's a really great question. Um, I think for me personally right now, um, just kind of like what's going on with working in my life, um, finding that time to connect with um, the people that I need to connect with. I feel like so many emails kind of, unfortunately, it's like, hey, super busy not right now. Let me talk to you in a week. <laughs> and so really breaking down that barrier to get in there and make those connections and get to know um, get to know everyone and to make those and find the right people to connect with. And so going back and looking in unique ways. So I love the chaperone, the dance. That's a, a wonderful example of how you can get in there. Everyone's looking for volunteers, right? And so finding that unique way to find someone that can connect you um, with the person that you need to talk to. I also feel like it's important to set yourself apart and get to know them on a human level and show, hey, I don't just care about you because I'm trying to get you to grow with my company, right? I'm, I truly care about, it was your birthday. What did you do? How was that? Um, beyond just like, oh, it was your birthday. Hey, happy birthday. Now can we talk about like expanding your business with my product? Um, so I feel like that human aspect coming in and sh truly showing that you care about the people um, that you're working for sets, will set me apart. And that's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, it's like, I'm, I'm going to honor your time, but also I want to talk to you about, oh, you your cat is in your you know, is with you. I want to talk about Birdie and get to know them and um, everything. So I think that the human aspect. So everyone knows Birdie is my cat and she, she's referencing that because she was attacking me before we started recording this podcast. And so very impressive that you remember your name. So you, you live what you preach. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I couldn't agree more about that. And I think it's so important to remember those details about people because you want to and because it is important to you. And um, it goes such a long way because folks in schools have a lot on their plates. They're wearing a lot of different hats. It can be thankless. It can be 
grueling. And especially now, there's just a lot of pivoting that they're being asked to do. And if they've got a constant in you, Shauna, so that they know that when you walk through the door, they're going to have a great experience, that will go a super long way. Well, thank you all so much for joining today. I have to say, I think that last question that you asked Noelle is one of my favorite ones that's been asked on this podcast. So thank you for that. But both of you, Shauna, if they want to follow along, like any transitioning teachers listening, where can they find you? Absolutely. I would love to connect. I am on LinkedIn and I'm always looking to grow my network and meet people um, from all over the world. I'm from South Dakota, so it's exciting to get to meet um, people from all over the country and our different experiences. And I just love that. So please add me on LinkedIn and connect. I'd love to. Great. And what about you, Noelle? That's awesome. So I'm in New Jersey, as Rob said, and I am also on LinkedIn at Noelle Carino. And I would also love to connect. I I am newer to customer success and still learning. And every day I'm learning as my team is growing and teaching me. And so always up for connecting and sharing resources and growing together. So thank you. Sean and Noelle, make sure you two both connect with each other if you haven't yet. Oh, 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 oh,